Hello and good day and welcome to For the Love of Pets. This is Dr. Donald Shreves from the Pottsgrove Animal Hospital. Today we're going to be talking about some things to help your pets out. Um, so hang with us and we'll be back in just a couple minutes to get started. Good day and welcome to For the Love of Pets. This is Dr. Don Shreves, owner and operator of the Pottsgrove Animal Hospital. We're going to be talking about some things for your pets today. So stay tuned and we'll get started in just a moment. again and welcome back to For the Love of Pets. So again, this is Dr. Donald Shreves, owner and operator of the Pottsgrove Animal Hospital in Pottstown, PA. And we'd like to welcome you back to our podcast today. And today we're going to talk about something that's a little controversial and some of you may get upset about what we're going to talk about today. Um, I apologize for that, um, but it's something that I think you know people need to be educated about so that they can make an educated decision on how to do for their pets. But we're going to talk about declawing in cats today. Now, declawing is a surgery that's been done for years in which we remove um, the claw off of the front feet, off of the front paws uh, of a kitty cat. And there are a lot of people that are very opposed to this, and there are some states that have actually enacted laws uh, prohibiting this procedure. And, you know, I'm not saying they're right, they're wrong. Um, I feel it's up to each individual owner to choose what they like to do for their cat, as long as they are educated about the procedure, about the, you know, potential effects to the cat of the procedure and the the healing time and the discomfort that they will endure then i don't see a reason why an owner can't choose to do this again that is my opinion like me or hate me for it my feeling is it's up to each individual owner so i don't tell an owner one way or another which way to go i simply educate them and let them make the decision for themselves so traditionally when we used to declaw a cat we used to use, there was a couple different ways that it was done. Um, the most common ways included the scalpel blade method, okay? And what we did is we actually took a scalpel blade and we went in between the knuckle, between the first and the second, what they call phalanx, or uh, phalange, excuse me. Um, so they're basically the last bone and the second bone of the fingers, okay? And the way that P3, and that's the phalanges 3, that's the final bone with the claw shaped, it kind of goes down, and then it has a little curve around piece that you had to go around to remove the whole nail completely. Um, there were four tendons that you were primarily cutting, the one on top, two on the side, and then one underneath that you used as you peeled off the rest of it. You really tried to avoid doing any kind of cutting onto the fat pad um, because that definitely slowed healing um, and was more uncomfortable for the kitty. Now, if you didn't use the scalpel method, most commonly you would use the um, guillotine um, nail trimmer method, or there's also scissor nail trimmers, in which case you would extend out the claw, you would place the blades between, you know, right at the uh, junction of P3 and P2, and you would cut down through in a quick cutting motion. Now, before you did any of this, you always had to tourniquet off the leg because, of course, this was going to bleed when you made this cut, no matter which method you used. So you always used one or two tourniquets about midway up the leg to cut off the bleeding so that you could do this and try to keep the incisions as dry as possible. Um, the problem with the guillotine method or the scissor method that I personally tend to found is that a lot of times that little curved piece at the end of P3 often remained 
in the foot. And there are a lot of textbooks out there that will sit there and say to you, that little piece is not going to cause any problems and it's not going to cause the regrowth of any nail. Well, I'm here to tell you, yes, it will, because I've seen it happen, um, where the nail partially regrows from that little piece. And then you end up having to go in and really dig it out. So I was not a fan of these type of methods. I thought the scalpel blade was the best method in removing the entire P3. But it had its problems. One, you were digging in there with a metal scalpel blade. So there was a lot of tissue damage being done to the bones, to the cartilage, um, which was going to cause a lot of discomfort to the kitty. Um, also, if you, like I said, if you nicked part of the fat pad, it took a lot longer to heal and it was a lot more painful to them. So you really had to avoid doing that. I mean, the whole goal was to get that part of P3 and the entire nail out as cleanly and as bloodlessly as possible so that it will hopefully heal. And you did this on all five toes of both front paws. Uh, myself really tried to avoid doing the rear paws and I really tried to discourage people from doing rear claws. One, because you're pretty much eliminating any kind of defense that the kitty may have. But secondly, um, it also helps to... Uh, give them a paw to stand on. I mean, if you've taken the claws out of the front paws and the back paws, literally, they're not giving them a paw to stand on, and I don't like that. So I really tried to avoid doing any of the rear ones. They were much harder to come out and then come out anywhere near as clean as the front. So that's the traditional way it used to be done. Um, and then, of course, you had to decide how to close it. Um, most uh, doctors, myself included, use tissue glue. Um, we use a small amount of glue on the skin to close up the wound. And then um, you release the tourniquets, and I often bandage the feet. Now, you could also stitch the wounds closed that you um, cut with the, with the blade. Um, that was another acceptable way of doing that. Um, and those were the two most common ways. But I found the glue was quicker and easier um, to get it done. And then it still held tight. There was minimal bleeding. But they were uncomfortable for probably about a week. Now, we did send home with a specialized litter um, so that there was prevent any kind of uh, dust and debris getting into the paws. Um, we did like to recommend post-operative pain meds because we wanted to keep them as comfortable as possible. Um, but it did take a long time to heal, um, probably about a week or two to completely heal in that method. So years ago, surgical lasers came out. And using a surgical laser to do a declaw has made the procedure so much different. And we use surgical lasers at my practice um, when owners request us to do declaws. With the surgical laser, um, there is absolutely nothing physically touching the tissues. It's a beam of light that's cutting where the blade used to be digging in. You still cut the top tendon, the two side tendons, and then underneath and peel out P3, completely avoiding the fat pad. The nice thing about the uh, lasers is there's very little to no bleeding and you don't have to tourniquet off the leg. So you're not disrupting blood flow, and yet you're still keeping a dry incision because a dry incision will heal much faster than a wet, bloody incision. The glue doesn't stick well in a wet, bloody incision, whereas a dry incision, it sticks beautifully. The nice thing about the lasers, the lasers also kind of deaden the nerve endings where they cut a little bit, so it kind of numbs the area that you've cut. So again, they're more comfortable. Um, the other thing I like to do is I like to put in a ring block okay, around the paw, uh, of lidocaine as a diluted down 50% lidocaine solution. Lidocaine is a local anesthetic. So I put that just under the skin, around the paw, in about three to four areas. 
And what this does is it kind of numbs the entire paw from that area down. So pretty much from the wrist down to the end of the toes is numb for at least several hours post-operatively. So again, it helps the kitty stay comfortable and out of pain for the procedure and the time afterwards. I still do like to bandage up the paws. I still use the tissue glue to close the incision and then bandage up the paws overnight and take the bandages off the next day. Again, the compression just helps to lessen any chance of bleeding happening whatsoever. Um, but because things are numbed, because things are the nerves are deadened a little bit, because the incision stays dry, it, this heals very quickly. They're usually only in discomfort for maybe one or two days, and it's nowhere near the level of discomfort I used to see with the old scalpel method. So I definitely like the surgical laser way of declawing. What we actually do at my practice is then we use a th what we call a therapy laser, which is a cold laser, and we do we treat the paws postoperatively to help stimulate blood flow, okay, for healing, as well as to decrease inflammation, help to release endogenous endorphins, which again helps with pain. We do recommend postoperative pain meds still. We do recommend uh, special litter for them to go home, again, to prevent infection. And we usually give them an injection of penicillin uh, once postoperatively, again, just to prevent infection. So this is the way it's done now, uh, and I think it's a much nicer way to do this surgery. Now, there are people that say that, you know, declawing a cat does cause psychological changes in them. Um, and they're entitled to their opinion, and I'm not saying their opinion is wrong or not. That's, it's just not been my experience. I've seen many wonderful, friendly, over-the-top cats that are just the most wonderful cats in the world that don't have their front claws. Now, again, I'm not saying that they're wrong by saying that, but it just hasn't been my experience in general. So, um, you know, I do the procedure. If the owners ask it, I don't push an owner one way or another. If they choose other options, there's always the soft claw caps, um, which are caps that you put over the nail to uh, cover them. Downside is they do tend to outgrow the caps and you have to reapply them. Or simply just trim their nails on a routine basis to keep them down. There's certainly nothing wrong with either doing either one of those things and leaving the claws intact. So it's, it's a procedure that's up to each individual owner. The most important thing is that you're educated about how it's done by the, by the doctor. Do they do the local ring blocks? Do they do post-operative therapies, post-operative pain meds? Do they use a laser? Do they use a scalpel? And these are questions that you really want to ask your veterinarian if you are thinking about having your cat declawed. And if you don't like the answers that they provide, find another clinic that does provide the answers that you like, okay, if you still want to proceed with the procedure. If you choose not to, keep their nails trimmed, do the soft caps, you know, find a way that helps to make you feel more comfortable with keeping your kitty's claws intact and keeping your furniture intact as well, okay? So, as I said at the beginning, this was going to be a controversial topic. It was a short topic, but I knew there are people out there that are probably fuming at me right now. Please don't send me hate mail, okay? I am not a proponent of the procedure, but it is a procedure that we still do uh, if the owners request it. Okay, um, so that's going to be it for today. It was a short podcast today. If you have any questions, of course, email them to me, d-o-s-h-r-e-v-e at yahoo.com, and I will answer your questions on the future podcasts and try to shoot you an answer uh, back through the email as well. So, um, again, please don't send me hate mails or death threats uh, because of doing this topic, um, but it's a topic that people did need to know about because I do get asked about it from time and again, about how it's done and how we do it. So so I hope this gives you a little more information about this topic and allows you to make educated decisions on what you want to do for your pet, in this, this case specifically your cat. 
So that's the end of today's podcast. I hope you learned something. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email at for the love of pets podcast at gmail.com. And I will try to send you a personalized um, response if I can. If not, listen to a future podcast and we'll try to address any questions um, that are sent to me on a future recordings. Otherwise, have a good day. Take care. God bless. And remember to always love your pets because they're always going to love you.